Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Field, I would stall to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it because I think it would. It, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. They don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. No, no. Like Now, to your hosts. All right, Red Sox fans, CLNS Radio, Red Sox be here, another off-season edition. Uh, Jess Thomas, myself here, Jared Scally, no Lauren Campbell. Um, of course, we are brought to you by Blue Apron. Don't forget, go to blueapron.com backslash Red Sox beat, and you're going to get your first three meals for free with free shipping. Check it out now. Uh, and, of course, we are brought to you by Omaha Steaks, and we'll get into that a little later as well. And to give you the deal that we're giving away, and it's phenomenal, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, you're going to follow us at Red Sox underscore beat on Twitter, Facebook, Red Sox beat podcast. Uh, if you haven't subscribed on iTunes, please go and do so. It's great for us. It helps us out. Uh, and it gives you that our newest episodes right to your inbox every week. So go and do that as well. Um, just no Lauren this week. Um, if you weren't on last week, but new abbreviated versions of the off-season edition, we're going to do half-hour shows, so a Just Thomas sprint, if you will, um, and we are going to kind of break down everything that's going on. So what's going on? But you, you weren't on last week. It's nice to have you back. I know. It's been a while. It's uh, When you miss one show, it's like, huh? <laughs> where, yeah, it's, where was I? It's ridiculous. And now with the half-hour like, shows, it's, you, you got to get everything in a half-hour. Um, and I missed the, uh, the World Series talk last week. So. Yeah, how do you feel about the Cubs winning? I know you're probably happy about that. Yeah, I feel terrible for the Indians just because blowing through on lead is awful no matter what team or sport you're in. Um, so I felt terrible for them. Um, but Game 7 was awesome because it had everything you wanted in a game. It was absolutely absurd. Rain delayed a boot. It was just awesome. I had a great time watching it and really anybody could have won. I mean, I'm super glad that Chapman blew it because I didn't want him anywhere near the mound if they won because <laughs> he's a dirtbag. I was like, yes, he blew it. I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. So he blew it, and then they ended up winning anyway. So I guess if they had to win, that was a good way to do it. Um, so great for them. Um, and I know I, I mentioned this to you guys, but uh, you didn't know as of showtime. But the Cubs World Series parade of five million was the seventh largest gathering in human history, which is absolutely absurd. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's all. It was a lot of people. Um, we looked it up. I know we looked it up on the show last week, and it was like. Three something million more than the people who showed up for Fenway at, in Boston for the Red Sox. So, um, in '04, crazy, which is insane because that was a lot was, of people. Yeah, that was absurd too. So, yeah, so it was fun. It was good. Uh, great World Series. Actually, really, games weren't that good until the last one, but great storylines at least. Did you see one more thing about the World Series? That 108 year old lady died. Yeah, like five days after it. Yeah, ridiculous. I felt so bad. She literally 
waited her entire life for a World Series, and then she died like a week later. Kind of fitting, though. <laughs> it's like she was meant to be on the Cubs, like she was meant to be a Cubs fan, um, which right. is crazy. But it's weird how things happen like that. Um, well, I was, so I, I was the, that's why I was most happy for them winning, just all those ancient people who just really wanted to see them win, you know? Yeah, because what if they lost and then she died five days later? Right. Never gotten oh, to see it. Never gotten to see it. So um, as much as I was rooting for the Indians, obviously it was a good story either way. So, uh, But we're in the off season. We're in the thick of it, Jess. Your favorite time of year. Um, oh, I love it. The off season. Um, <laughs> some Red Sox things to get to before we touch on some MLB things and get out of here for the week. Uh, like we said, abbreviated shows during the off season because you all know an hour show here is not going to be good enough to put on the air. So um, MLB awards, um, MVP is going to be named this week. Um Moogie Betts is in the MVP rating, racing. David Ortiz is not. Um, let's start there, Jess. Do you agree with that? David Ortiz not being in the MVP conversation? No, of course I don't agree. <laughs> I think I think he should be MVP or at least top two. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't like it because it's it just goes along with the, like the the thought of a DH can't win MVP because they don't play the field. I don't care. For the most valuable player. You don't have to play both sides of the field. When you're someone like him who is that good, then I don't care if you play in the field or not. I think that's stupid, and that's what that's what they base it off of, and it's not fair. So look at his numbers. Just We've talked about his numbers every week in the show for the last, like, five months. His numbers are incredible, and he, he at least deserves to be a finalist. Like, come on. I'm glad Betts is, but I don't agree. I think Betts is going to win. Looking at the finalists and everything, I, I, I think it's he's going to win. Yeah, he has a really good chance. People are, people have seen to really be really excited about him, like the people – who are doing awards and stuff? He seems to seems to be quite popular. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise Mookie, me either. Mookie Betts um, has a Gold Glove. Um, Dustin Pedroia got Most Defensive Player. So did Mookie Betts. Um, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, and David Ortiz all got Silver Sluggers. I'm kind of surprised by Xander Bogarts getting one, only because he wasn't hitting that well. Well, they look at overall numbers. He had 21 homers, 294 average. You know. Like you know, shortstops aren't really no. known for offense, and when you hit 21 home runs as a shortstop, that's kind of all you need. And that kind of shows too, Jess, how amazing his first half was because he really couldn't hit the ball at all at the end of the year. So showing how strong he was during his hit streak and that whole part of the year. Oh, totally. Yeah, he was. He played like what he hit like 207 in the last two months or something, and he it's still garbage. hit almost 300. It's pretty incredible. So yeah, people forget how good he was and how incredible he was the year before. And, you know, people have really short memories, but he, he had a great season. Yeah. So um, obviously, the Red Sox already cleaning up on the awards. Um, MVP will come out this week, so we'll touch on who wins next week. But um, have to think that Mookie Betts is going to get it. Who are the other ones? It's Altuve, um, Mike Trout. Trout. So Mike Trout, Mike Schmout. I mean, come on. I hate that. See this, and this is we've had this <laughs> argument before, just too. I hate the fact that you, an MVP is considered for a really bad team, um, right. because the idea of the, the award always is terrible. valuable. And if you're not valuable, if you don't win games to your team, so as much as he's really good, Mike, you can make an argument for Mike Trout to win the MVP every season. He's not good. Um, Mookie Betts is half the reason why that team, Red Sox team, was the way they were. Um, so I can't imagine them giving it to anyone but Mookie Betts. Obviously, it's being a homer, um, but I don't care because I, I just look at his numbers and look at what he meant for this team and them making the playoffs and winning the division unexpectedly. It has to be Mookie Betts, I think, this Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's between Betts and Altuve, I, personally. That's what I would say. And, you know, Altuve had a great season, but his team wasn't very good for pretty much, you know, four-fifths of the season. So if you're going by team, if you're going by... By numbers, I think he's definitely got the edge. If Mike Trout wins this chess out of right field, oh, 
Oh, like God. no, like come on. Don't even don't even talk to me about that. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to write like a guest appearance piece for the written coverage and just complain about it for two hours now, because that's just ridiculous how much that would be if he wanted. So we'll obviously wait and see. I can't blame someone for doing anything that I haven't voted against them yet. So um, we'll see. Other Red Sox news: uh, Gary DeSarnina is the new Red Sox bench coach. Um, not a bad signing for sure. I, I think he's going to be a good bench coach. Obviously, with Terry, Terry Lavulo leaving, um, yeah, Jess, I think that overall it's not a terrible signing. Obviously, Lavulo was going to be missed, but no, no shocker, he left. I think it's a great signing because he he starts seeing a, Well, first of all, he was born in Massachusetts, and second of all, he's been with the organization several times. So mm-hmm. for those two for those two reasons, I think he's a great candidate. He was he was the Paw Sox manager um a couple of years ago yep and he was you know with the Lowell spinners uh back in back in the last decade so he's got experience you know he's basically been either on the angels or the red sox his entire career because <laughs> he played for the angels his entire career and yep. then he di- did different different things for the red sox on and off after being born here so actually he was born in the same town as me i was born in malden too so sarah for to gary de sarcina that's why you <laughs> like him you're just born in the same town I actually just realized that right now, like as I said that. <laughs> I knew he was born in Massachusetts, didn't realize it was Malden, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, I love it. I think it's a great signing. I think it's smart. You know, they picked a guy who knows who knows the the town and the city, which can never hurt. Why um I, I mean let me ask you this because you weren't around last week. Um Lavulo going to Arizona, you're not shocked by that, are you? No, it makes sense. I mean when Hazen went there, that was definitely the thought and I know that there were a couple of candidates, but Lavelle's a good dude and he knows Hazen and the Diamondbacks want to stop being terrible so they're going to try so uh, yeah Derek um, DeSarcina I think is a good hire um, I think that he obviously like you said he's been in the organization he knows how, how this organization runs he's from around here so he understands the Boston mentality as a whole and, and he knows what it's like to be a fan so um, I think he, it's, it's a great hire I think he's going to do well for Farrell and um, hey Jess I wouldn't hate you know uh, DeSarcina being a manager for the Red Sox someday either so you never know um, It'd be, be a fun little story. Emergency case for sure, um, and the Veritex situation as well. Getting that extension, so uh, Veritex is going to be closer to the team as well. So um, Farrell will have his help. Um, can't be mad at him yet, but I, I mean, I obviously don't think he's going to have a good fit. But uh, that's a whole other show. So I think that they're um, putting good people around him, though. Yeah, they're, they're going to put good people around him. I think they're going to help him make the right decisions throughout the year, and, and they're going to make sure that John Farrell gets every opportunity to succeed before they have to fire him. Um, so. We'll wait and see. Obviously, they're putting the right people around him. Um, two other things in the Red Sox world that um, Rob Bradford was reporting. Um, first one, there haven't been any talks between the Red Sox and Encarnacion. Um, are you shocked by that, Jess? Because um, it seems like he's not going back to Toronto at this point. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. It's tough to tell with him because he's... Yeah, actually, I read Nick Qualia's article he wrote for CLNS and he was saying that he doesn't want Encarnacion and he wants Carlos Beltran. And I see, I don't know if I 100% agree, but I like his points because Encarnacion's average has been going down for several years. He's 33. His average has never really been good in the first place. I think his, his career average is 266, and this year 263, 277 last year. He's, you know, he's never been even close to a 300 hitter. So that's a concern. Obviously, he's got the home runs and RBI, but he is going to get older. He's probably not David Ortiz. Nobody's David Ortiz, so he's probably not going to get better as he gets older. So I'm okay with it, especially if they want to give him like a long-term deal, because by the time he's like 37, 38, how good is he going to be? 
probably not very good. So I'm not really surprised that they're not going after him. I mean, obviously he'd be a good piece, and he's obviously still a really good hitter, but I could see why they wouldn't go after him too. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, you hear the Beltran thing, and I wouldn't hate Carlos Beltran short term. You know, it's stopgap till some of these young kids in the farm system kind of step up and um, – like Sam Travis and all these other guys who can come up and fill the holes once they get older. Um, Carlos Beltran's a good stopgap to bring a veteran here and go for a championship, you know, because this team's good enough, like we saw this year, to potentially come back and do it again. Um, so you got to fill that consistent veteran presence, and Carlos Beltran's always been a good veteran. So wouldn't hate that move, but the one thing you know that pretty much shows that Edwin Encarnacion's out of the Blue Jays is the fact that they signed Kendris Morales to a three-year deal. Um, he's in. It doesn't seem like Encarnacion's going to go back. He might get a qualifying offer, but... Um, just, I think you, they, Red Sox should still get him. I, I still think he might be the best option, but would you be shocked at all if the Yankees swooped in and grabbed him? <laughs> Who don't the Yankees get, in all honesty? That's right? what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that would be too bad, because that would make them better. <laughs> Which we don't want, obviously. <laughs> no Red Sox fan wants the Yankees to get better, so. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I'm surprised the Jays aren't going after him. I mean, he hit 42 home runs last year. What do they want? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to pay him and Bautista, and they're clearly going to pay Bautista, so, um, which is I think is crazier because right now Bautista's the worst player. So, um, Oh, I take Encarnacion 10 times out of 10 over Bautista at this point. Oh, yeah, me too. I think that um, you're, Edward Encarnacion's still in the situation where he's still hitting well. He's still putting the bat on the ball, and, and, and Bautista's slowing down. He's getting older up there in age. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if at some point you're hearing reports that Maybe they do end up talking to Encarnacion. I'm just surprised they haven't done it yet, considering all the links to him. And maybe it was just media and, and David Ortiz himself hyping it up, um, because we all know what he said at the All-Star break about Encarnacion. But I look at those two and, and say, Beltran or Encarnacion, obviously short-term. If It kind of depends just on where the Red Sox really are planning on going. You know, if they want to see what they have here, but also don't want to worry about maybe giving the chance to the young kids, and obviously that's not Dombrowski's M.O., but then, yeah, you want to bring in Beltran because he's not going to be here for more than a year. And then you give time for the younger kids to develop. You don't have to worry about Hanley playing first base, um, or maybe you do. Um, but it's up to you at that point. And you can then figure it out on the fly after next year and, and kind of be in the same spot um, and wait for those young kids to come up, or you bring in Carcion, and then that de- that's since the development of a young kid. Right, because Beltran's 39, and he... He's not David Ortiz either, but he hit 29 home runs last year, which is really impressive. You know, 70-something RBI. So he's he's uh, he's definitely a good option. But in turn, I don't, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays? If they lose Encarnacion and Batista, are they going to be, like, way worse? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, because their lineup is and their success is built off their power. And, yeah, you still have Josh Donaldson and you still have all these guys, but those two are still the heart of that lineup. So I, I think that as much as they they have the power behind those guys to let them both go, I think they're gonna they're gonna keep one of them, and that's why I'm shocked to see them not. Bring, I mean, shocked to see them bring in Morales because that basically shows us that Edwin and Carstiones out. I have to think, um, and it, it looks for me that Bautista is gonna be the one there. And I don't know. I mean, they could be keeping them there as a namesake, just but I don't know. I think that's the wrong decision. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I I want to see what that does to their their team though if they lose them because. They've been on the up for for a couple of years now, and if they lose two of their big sluggers, two of their f- most feared players, that's they're probably going in the wrong direction. And they, it's not like they've won anything. So I guess that happens to teams, though. You you have good players, you get almost there, and then you kind of fall apart right at the end. You know, 
to put in basketball terms, like the Oklahoma City Thunder. They had all these great teams, and they kept getting right there, and they didn't win. Kind of the same thing with the Blue Jays, so maybe they're going to take a step back now. You never know. I wouldn't hate it. Less competition for the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't like when they're good. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. I do like the atmosphere in Toronto, and I love them watching them, but um, if the Red Sox have to go through them, no thank you. Um, one other piece of news that actually Rob Bradford was reporting, as well as the Red Sox have serious interest in Greg Holland. Um, Jess, what do you think about those? And, and obviously, he'd be a good fit here, obviously, to left to, to bolster the bullpen for sure. Oh, I love that. I mean, no, he wasn't as good last year as he was. Uh, in 2015, where he was one of the best pitchers in the league, like, probably probably the best pitcher in the league. He was incredible with the Royals, and uh, he kind of fell off a little bit last year for whatever reason. But either way, he's 30. He's a really good pitcher, and you can never have enough bullpen pitchers, especially guys who are as good as he was two years ago. Well, I mean, if you look at his stats, Jess, um, from, say, 2013 through, 2013 he had 103 strikeouts and 47 saves. 2014, he had 90 strikeouts and 46 saves. And last year, uh, it was bad. But, I mean, 2015, he had 49 strikeouts and 32 saves. So I think that as much as you want to criticize a, a bad year, um, it really wasn't that bad. It's just bad compared to what he's used to. But he's coming back. He's healthy. And um, I think that it's worth a shot because now if you add him, you know, you still have Carson Smith. You have Craig Kimbrell, but you have to, you're replacing Sinichi Tozawa, which isn't hard, um, but you're replacing Tozawa and probably Koji because I highly doubt those guys are back. So you have to get arms in there, and if you're replacing those two with Greg Allen, you're in good shape. Yeah, definitely. No, I, yeah, Tozawa is probably toast. I, I don't know. I feel like they should give Koji a chance, but it sounds like Dombrowski wasn't in favor of that. So, I mean, if they I do, guess... if they do give Koji a chance, He's going to be now be like a sixth inning guy. He doesn't have to be a late inning guy because you're going to have potentially three closers if if you do actually sign Greg Holland. You have three closers on your in your bullpen with him, Carson Smith, who was closed before, and obviously Kimbrel. So you're taking a lot of pressure off Koji. You wouldn't have to pitch as much because then you still have Joe Kelly who can do spot relief spots as well for an inning or two. So you're in a good spot by adding a guy. Just even if you add just one guy to this bullpen, Greg Holland, you're in good shape. Yeah, because we have so many options that are. Potentially so good with, yeah, Kimbrell, Smith, Ziegler. You know, if you get Holland, Joe Kelly was fantastic, like you said, in the bullpen in the playoffs. So, and at the last couple of weeks of the season. So, there's a lot of good pieces to be a really good bullpen. We thought it was going to be a good bullpen this year, too, and that didn't work out quite as planned. But on paper, it looks good. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Carson Smith not playing more than two games all year didn't help the bullpen. <laughs> um, not at so all. <laughs> hopefully, he comes back and is healthy. Uh, hopefully, Abad is gone. Hopefully, that doesn't exist anymore because that dude was bad. Sound like Dombrowski liked him. Yeah, and I don't know why. Him in the, yeah, which know. is crazy. Um, he didn't like Ziegler for some reason, and I don't know why. He didn't pitch as much as we. He probably should have. I love Ziegler. It's great. Yeah, Ziegler was phenomenal. So. Um, We'll have to see. Obviously, I would love Greg Holland here. He's been phenomenal. He's only 30, so I think you got a couple more years. I think you have at least three or four years of good Greg Holland left. I'd say so, unless he has some major injury or whatever. I think it's definitely worth it, and I think that would probably be a steal because it's not, he's not that far removed from being one of the best pitchers in the league. Yeah, I, I think that um, it's definitely worth a shot to get, if you can get out there. And if you have serious interests, um, Red Sox are probably going to open the bank. So uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that for you guys. And all the Red Sox news we just talked about, and obviously we're going to keep you updated all off season. but all that Red Sox news was brought to you by um, our good friends at Omaha Steaks. Uh, if you're looking for the perfect gift, uh, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how for only 50 bucks. 
$49.99, you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the socks code SOX socks in the search bar, and you're getting 77% off. Omaha Steaks offers unique gifts for gourmet food lovers. You get great steak experiences at home, plus seafood, poultry, pork, veal, lamb. Uh, you're getting all that flavored, tender, aged beef. You're getting veggies. You're getting desserts. You're getting appetizers. You're getting seasonings. You're getting sauces. You're getting everything you need in this one box. Um, Jess, I know we use it, and Omaha Steaks, the box that I got, it, I still have some of it. It's a lot of food. I do too. We got it like several weeks ago. I still have some left. <laughs> they really, they really uh, fill you up with with uh, with food. And seventy seven percent off. That's absurd. It's it's obscene. And so it's a great gift. Obviously, right now, Almost Takes is giving exclusive savings just to our listeners. If you listen to everything that you'll get for this in fifty dollars, you're gonna want to do it. You're gonna get two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, a twelve ounce package for all beef meatballs four potato au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steaks for the seasoning packets, and plus you're getting four additional kielbasa sausages for free. All that, forty nine ninety nine. Just it's obscene. It's like they're giving food away. Yeah, it's so much food for, for a good price. So, And like we said, good time of year for it. You know, November, getting close to Christmas. A lot of people at Christmas are like, eh, gifts, I have no idea, me being one of them. So if you, <laughs> if you have no idea what to get for somebody, uh, if they like meat, then uh, Omaha Steaks is what's up. This is, this is the time to start shopping, folks. You all, you all know who you are out there. You wait till Christmas Eve. My dad is one of them. Um, you all wait till Christmas Eve to do your shopping. Take care of family members right now. It's 77% off. You go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code SOCKS, S-O-X, in the search bar. You're going to add the family gift pack to your cart and get a 77% savings. It's the gift guaranteed to be hit this holiday season. And, of course, it's almost Thanksgiving. So you're thinking food. You're thinking holiday season. You, you got to be shopping already. If you're not, you're way behind, right? And I'm sure Jess is not starting shopping yet so um of course not it's november <laughs> <laughs> so obviously do that and obviously we love having them on as a sponsor as well so definitely check that out um just some some mlb stuff to go around as well um mlb awards are obviously announced give me just once one guy who maybe didn't deserve an award um there's a lot out there um but just give me one guy that you felt that just got an award that might have not deserved it mm. that's tough um, well, I think that in terms of the, um, the gold glove, like the entire San Francisco Giants team basically got a gold glove. <laughs> seems like, seems like Buster Posey, Joe Panic, Brandon Crawford, they all got, they all got gold gloves and it's like, man, that's, that's like three of the five infielders. So I don't necessarily agree with that because I mean, fine, they're good at defense. I'm fine with that. But like with awards, like you can find plenty of guys in the league that are qualified. So I don't, I don't think you need three guys from the same team all in the gold glove. That's a little ridiculous. So that's my pick. <laughs> yeah, no, I think <laughs> that's a different it, route there. Yeah, I think that's crazy. I think that they um um I, I just think that they probably didn't deserve it, that's for sure. Um this one might hit home a little bit here, but I don't necessarily think that Dustin Pedroia deserved a gold glove award. Um and you're gonna probably gonna hate me for saying that. But I look at it and I, I think it might honestly just might just be the fact that I expect it from him. So that he was so good that I, I don't think that it was worthy of it because I just expect it. But I don't know. I don't remember too many plays that kind of stand out. I don't remember. Obviously, he was consistent. But I don't know. For some reason, I just see Dustin Pedroia almost a name winning an award. And unless, I mean, it might just be me seriously overlooking the fact that I just expect it from him. But I don't know. I, I just don't feel like he deserved it. Is that bad? Well, he, he didn't get gold glove, though. He just got defensive player. I thought he got gold glove. 
No, Kinsler did. Okay, that makes me feel a little better then, because this whole time I thought he did, and I was like, <laughs> why did he get it? He didn't deserve it. No, only Betts got it, because Bradley did Wait, didn't. Kinsler got it too? Yeah. Why did Kinsler get it? I don't know. It's his first one, too, so I don't know. That was That's kind of that's even worse. I mean, I don't see the Tigers play very often, but he's, yeah, I mean. I'm going to go with that. that of... I didn't realize, okay, yeah, Kinsler's the, my pick, but I, my bad. I didn't. I thought that for some reason Dustin Matroy got it, too. Um, well, I think it's foolish in terms of Red Sox stuff that Kevin Kiermeyer got it for center field because he missed, like, 50 games or something, and he beat Jackie Bradley Jr. I think it's foolish. Yeah. Stupid. Um, that's all stupid than the Kinsler one. <laughs> um, yeah, so who I, picks I, these stupid awards. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who picks these stupid awards. Um, but they all need to be fired. Um, so anybody, anybody you think was a snub, mine was going to be Jackie Bradley, to be honest. Um, so you you kind of put that one out there. But any any snub, big snubs on your list? Um, I don't think so. They all. I mean, the other other Gold Gloves make sense with like Perez and. Lindor and Beltray, they're always good options, so I think that's fair. I just don't like a guy who misses a third of the season getting gold glove. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, um, I don't completely agree there. Um, so obviously, oh, you, you can always debate the awards, though, Jess, because it's all voting, and um, you could always there's oh, always totally. snubs. There's always people who didn't deserve it. So um, one other thing that we did want to talk about, I know we talked about Kendris excuse Morales, excuse me. Um, and what that meant for Encarnacion, Bautista, and we went into that. But uh, also what happened is the Braves are getting old. I don't know why. Um, but they signed R.A. Dickey and Bartolo Colon. Just why did they do this? It's like they're sitting there and they're like, oh, yeah, we had like 60 wins last season. Let's let's get guys that are in their 40s. What? <laughs> when yeah. you're trying to rebuild, don't you want younger players and guys who are going to be around for a while and whatnot? Yeah, I don't know why they did this. Um, do you think it has anything to do with a new stadium being open and they just want some attention? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that makes more sense than anything because, I mean, Dickey's just not very good since the Cy Young year. He hasn't been very good, and he's 42 years old. I know he's a knuckleballer, but he's not he's that still good. still 42. <laughs> right. And Cologne, I mean, he still is kind of good from time to time. He's still a good pitcher, but he's 43 and guys aren't going to last for, you know, not everyone's Tom Brady, so, or David Ortiz. I've said that about 40 times a show already, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're good because they've been good pitchers, and they have their moments from time to time, but if you're trying to, like, be a good team, you might want younger guys when you're in re- rebuild. Yeah, so, it's, it's weird. Not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a fan of it. I, um, I can see why, obviously, I think Ari Dickey, is going to be better now that he's pitching outside again. So, I, I mean, I think that that's going to help, but um, I just think that it was dumb to time both of them. I'm surprised Bartolo Colon, I mean, I don't know if he met Juan in the back or not, but I, don't, I, I got to think that he probably could have got an offer somewhere else to be relevant. I guess he doesn't even care, but um, weird thing is, I though. Just, no, sorry, Gadgets. I was going to say, a guy that big, like, it's so weird that he's still, like, around and still getting, like, 14, 15 wins at his age. That's very different than the normal uh yeah it's weird uh, and he can still hit kind of well when he gets did the he do roids ball. did he do roids um, did he get caught for something uh did he when like recently I, maybe it was a couple years ago i don't know it, was, it wasn't steroid yeah he was spending 50 games i thought so when was it what year yeah. um 
It was, uh... Oh, come on. Really? 2012. 2012. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Now, yeah. Testosterone, yeah, so... And Bartolo I mean, Colon is 43, so, I mean, it's not like he's any younger than Dickie. No, they're both, they're both ancient. They're both getting close to mid-40s, so... Yeah, so that's weird. I don't know if his uh, testosterone is carrying him for four years of from his suspension, but he's still he's still getting the wins at his age, and for a heavy dude like that, that's not what you see normally. And it's crazy. He outlasted a stadium because he 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 made his debut for the Braves, if I'm not mistaken, um, Bartolo Colon that is, and now he's playing in the new ballpark when he opens up. So he outlasted uh, the old Braves stadium. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's, sure. he's he's old man. He's just old um remember that time he was on the red sox chest that was fun <laughs> oh wow i totally forgot about that remember that time he was yeah, on the red sox for like a year 2008 yeah i i honestly just thought of it now i totally forgot about it too um but yeah so that, that's what we got for you um a lot of stuff going on we'll obviously keep you updated as the weeks go on um like we said we, we're not going to bore you with an hour show because you know jess knows too not much to talk about this time of year but um obviously some exciting rumors are going to start to pop as we get closer to winter meetings coming up in december and we'll hear rumors flying gm meetings are going on i believe now so uh there's a, there is a lot going on um and of course we'll keep you updated as the weeks go with all the written coverage but of course uh don't forget um this show, of course, was brought to you by uh, our good friends at Blue Apron. Always is. Um, Blue Apron, just a better way to cook. It's super easy. Um, they deliver home-cooked meals right to your door every week. It's their mission to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Uh, Blue Apron achieves this, of course, by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Um, cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Those who spend a lot eating out or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person uh, for a delicious meal, all home-cooked by you with fresh ingredients. Um, not all ingredients are created equal. It's fresh, high quality. Uh, makes a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. Uh, of course, like I said, for less than $10, Blue Apron is delivering seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Jess and I both use it. Lauren does. Uh, Jess, it still ceases to amaze me that I've have, I haven't got a repeat meal, um, honestly, this entire time that I've had it. Yeah, they always seem to come up with new things and uh, new ingredients and different different variety of all kinds of random stuff that you never heard of before. So they do a good job of... Uh, Keeping it fresh, keeping it real. Yeah, you get variety. It's flexible. It's super easy. Um, and, of course, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com and go to slash Red Sox Beat. All one word. You'll love how good it feels to get taste. It's a great, incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. I know you're not going to have a lot of time this holiday season, folks, to cook because you're going to be busy Christmas shopping like Jess has, getting ready for Thanksgiving. So in between all those meals and watching football and, and worrying about your Red Sox, you, of course, want to have some good home-cooked meals ready to go uh, in less than – I'd say about a half hour, 40 minutes to be done and ready to go. Uh, and, of course, you can go to blueapron.com slash redsoxbeat to get your deal. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Um, so, uh, obviously, we love having them on as a sponsor. Of course, we brought to you by Audible. And, and then, um, obviously, we love having Audible on as well, and it's a good, it's a good deal we got going on with them as well. Um, just short show. We got to the point. Um, a lot going on for an off-season situation with the awards. We're going to keep an eye on that. Anything anything worthy coming up written coverage-wise, or I'm um, just going to wait and see at this point? Yeah, just wait and see what happens, any news. And um, there always seems to be something, whether it's signing a bench coach or or uh, potential players that could be coming here, or, you know, hopefully Mookie Betts winning MVP. So 
we'll see what happens. I'm um, looking forward to MVP and Cy Young because Rick Porcello also could. I think they're both in pretty good position to get the awards. And how crazy that would be to have the best pitcher and the best hitter. That's pretty who's, cool. Who's your prediction manager of the year right now? Oh, jeez. Terry Francona, obviously. <laughs> if John Farrell's name pops up, I will literally throw my TV out the window. Um, well, they announced the finalists, right? He wasn't. He wasn't one of them. I know, so. but I just somehow I feel like it would happen. Because um, <laughs> totally that's, that's how it things. Yeah, I think it should be Terry Francona too. It's really unfortunate he didn't win the World Series, but um, he definitely will get it. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Um, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you listen to us on Stitcher, thank you. All the stuff on CNSRadio.com. Thank you so much. We appreciate everything. Obviously, it was a great season. Gonna keep you going all the way through the off season. Um, we'll be back next week doing the same thing. For Jess Thomas, I am Jared Scally. This has been Red Sox Beat here on Sea Honest Radio. <laughs>